0: Grain Farmers of Ontario, Market Trends Podcast for February and March of 2018. The winter season in North America is often one of the hopes and dreams. With the January 2018 USJ report a month old, the scope of the 2017 crop is now becoming a memory. Farmers have turned the page and will soon be planting corn in places like Texas. However, in the Southern Hemisphere, corn and soybeans are growing in the field and affecting prices every day. And while the Northern Hemisphere freezes under the snow, Weather in Argentina and Brazil have been defining these initial grain fundamentals for 2018. On February 8th, the USGA released its latest world supply and demand estimates. The USGA lowered U.S. corn ending stocks to 2.352 billion bushels, down 125 million bushels from last month. This was totally related to an increase in corn exports by the same amount. This was attributed to a weakened U.S. dollar and reduction of both Argentinian and Ukrainian corn exports. Hot weather in Argentina had USDA lowering their corn production 2.8 million metric tons to 39 million metric tons. The USDA maintained Brazil corn production at 95 million metric tons. The USDA on February 8th lowered... Projected U.S. soybean exports by 60 million bushels, pegging ending stocks for 2017-18 at 530 million bushels. USDA actually increased Brazilian production to 112 million metric tons. They also dropped Argentinian soybean production 2 million metric tons down to 54 million metric tons. And with hot, dry weather impacting Argentina, some estimates are as low as 50 million metric tons. U.S. wheat stocks remain onerous, with USDA raising wheat stocks up 20 million bushels, Bushels to 1.009 billion bushels. On February 8th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were higher than the last market trends report. The nearby oil futures as of March 9th closed at $59.20 a barrel, down from the nearby futures of last month of $64.30 a barrel. The average price for ethanol on February 9th in the U.S. was $1.70 a U.S. gallon, up from last month at $1.50 a U.S. gallon. The Canadian dollar noon rate on February 9th was 0.7931 U.S. down from 0.7997 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1%. In Ontario, there is no hint of spring as cold wintry weather continues to inundate the province as of February 9th. In between the snowstorms, grain is moving, and it will surely increase with some milder weather. Ontario wheat has certainly got its share of snow cover this winter. Ontario basis levels for both corn and soybeans have increased since last month, partly reflected in lower Canadian dollar, but also an increase in grain futures prices. Any further decrease in the Canadian dollar will depend largely on where the U.S. dollar goes. The U.S. dollar has seen renewed strength from its weakened position on the weekend of February 9th, producers need to watch this closely per usual as a weakened loony will strengthen our cash grain prices. With the new Ontario ethanol proposal going to a mandated blend of 10% by 2020, it should be a stimulus for Ontario corn processing. At the present time, even with a 5% mandate, Ontario ethanol producers are above that now at 8%, which represents 1.1 billion litres of capacity. With the expansion at the Elmer ethanol plant, this capacity should reach 1.2 to 1.25 billion litres by the end of 2018. Now, post-2020, it should not be surprising to see ethanol production closer to 13%. And you can check out all the Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is, it is the best of times and it is the worst of times. It is a dead of winter in North America and many market observers are caught between the onerous market conditions behind us and the hope that springs eternal in front of us. South America does offer some type of theater to changing crop conditions, and with hot weather currently inundating Argentina and rains bludgeoning Brazil's soybean harvest, there is still much drama in the marketplace. Weather will remain key, but not necessarily to take crop fundamentals numbers down significantly. It would seem that ending stocks are just too significant, both in the U.S. and globally, to see that happen. However, at this time of year, seasonal rallies often take place because of weather uncertainty. That is likely to happen, both this winter and going into late spring. Having those standing orders ready will remain key. Now, as we move into March, there will also be buzz intensifying regarding the 2018 projected soybean and corn planted acres. Will the U.S. soybean acres overtake U.S. corn acres in 2018? This was a debate last spring, and it will likely continue this year. With corn's remarkable performance of 2017 still in everybody's memory, the soybean market will need to rally significantly to make that happen. Now, Chinese demand for our agricultural commodities is insatiable, right? Well, that's what we've always said based on the huge exports to China. However, there might be cracks in that facade based on the latest musings coming out of China regarding anti dumping investigations from China's Ministry of Commerce into U.S. sorghum. Sorghum is one thing, but if it extends to U.S. soybeans, the hurt gets real. For corn, corn has been sort of a whipping boy over the last couple of years with its owner of supplies. However, at this time of year, leading into spring and summer, there usually is a seasonal rally. In the last five years, we've seen rallies of over 50 cents a bushel during this time frame. And who's to say that 2018 will be any different? In Brazil, it's raining on the soybean harvest, but that also means that some corn planting will be delayed or eliminated altogether. The USDA has predicted a 95 million metric ton Brazil corn crop, but Conab is now saying 88 million metric tons based on weather concerns. This will be a part of the narrative over the next few weeks in the corn market. The March 2018-May 2018 corn future spread is minus 7.75 cents as of February 9th. This is considered neutral. The March 2018 corn truck is currently in the lower 30% of the last 5-year price distribution range. And seasonally, corn futures tend to trend up into June. Now for soybeans, hot, dry weather is impacting Argentinian soybean production, which was reflected in the latest USDA numbers. And on the other hand, Brazil numbers were actually increased for soybeans with rains pounding down. On their harvest. It goes without saying, in the next few weeks, these weather related variables will continue to impact soybean futures prices. Now, $10 November 2018 futures prices cannot be ignored. This is a significant price based on all of the bearishness in the soybean complex, especially looking at that 530 million bushels ending stocks number. It was not too long ago that USDA actually posted US ending stocks under 100 million bushels. Now, November 2018 futures need to be monitored closely over the next few weeks. The March 2018-May 2018 soybean futures spread is minus 10.5 cents, which is considered bearish. And the March 2018 soybean futures contract is currently priced in the lower 42% of the last 5-year price distribution range. Seasonally, the soybean market tends to trend up through June. Now, for wheat, the wheat market has been stronger over the last few weeks, mainly based on the dry conditions in the U.S. southern plains. This has been impacting. The hard red spring market and likely will continue until rain takes that all away. Wheat is nine lives, and this is just another episode of the drama. Being watchful of the U.S. drought monitor during this time will be insightful to market conditions. U.S. wheat is always very susceptible to the value of the US dollar, which is being in a weakened position for the last several weeks. Recently it has showed a tendency to rebound, which will surely affect U.S. wheat exports. In the February 8th USDA report, U.S. exports were decreased, pushing wheat ending stocks back up, over 1 billion bushels. The February 8th USDA report was initially seen as berries for soybeans, and the 530 million bushel ending stocks is huge, with export demand decreasing in the report. After an initial sell-off on the news, the soybean market finished positive on the day, somewhat counterintuitive to market fundamentals. Increasingly, computer algorithms are less focused on USDA data, more so weather, non-commercial demand, and other factors. Market action on February 8th was indicative of that. The U.S. dollar weakened into the 88 U.S. index range on January 25th, but it rebounded up to 90.334 on the U.S. index on February 9th. A weak U.S. dollar is good for agricultural commodity demand. Now, we are still within that range where the U.S. dollar is down compared to its past history. However, like I've said many times in market trends, the Canadian dollar moves in an inverse fashion to the U.S. dollar. Recent weakness in the Canadian dollar is reflective of the U.S. dollar moving higher. Interest rate moves by the Bank of Canada, reflecting on the Canadian economy, also weigh into that equation. However, the litmus test for Canadian dollar value is almost always the inverse to the U.S. dollar. It has a significant effect on our Ontario cash prices for grain. Geopolitical concerns remain part of the grain price equation. There are always the usual suspects, but the upheaval in the stock market of late has added jitters to money flow. Weather adds more to this uncertainty. A hot and dry Argentina gets rain and milder temperatures, and the crop price buzz changes again. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to continue to hedge their risk in capturing marketing opportunities. History tells us a seasonal rally is coming. History also tells us that we have onerous crop supply fundamentals. As always, there are a myriad of market factors skewing the grain price landscape. In March, those 2018 USDA acre projections will be published. Have those standing orders built in. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead and daily market intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario, market trends commentary for February and March of 2018. I'm Philip Shaw.